welcome to What Is It About the Weather, a podcast where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelinek. This week, blue weather. That's right, we've done pink weather. Now we're going to do blue weather. All right, before I get there, I at least got to stop and, and reflect for a moment on this past week. You know, I never expected 2021 to magically, as the new year rang, change. There was too much still going on with COVID. We're all still dealing with that reality. I hoped the political situation would settle down here in the U.S. Again, I don't care what side of of the political spectrum you're on. I I think it's overcharged, and I think it has been for some time. And I was hopeful And I'm still hopeful it will get there. But this week is just a reminder, I think, for many people who seemed caught off guard or surprised that these things can happen. And they're sad. It's sad that people were injured and died. It's at times surreal that you know we could sit here and watch these things unfold real time in front of us and you know almost be there in real time from different angles and different perspectives and that certainly evolved over the years it used to be that you had to watch things always in retrospect that doesn't happen anymore we can with all the different avenues out there we're getting different things real time but I often, when, when these sort of things happen, you know, have this pause and I go, oh, well, what am I going to record? What am I going to talk about? And I, I have a slight benefit, right? I, I have this real benefit that, well, it's a few days later and most people seem to be getting on with their lives and trying to get back to normal. The vast majority of people that are going to listen to this podcast will be days later. So it's not as big a deal, but I also think it's important to just acknowledge that these things do happen and they impact our lives. And so what I try to do in these recordings is remind myself that we also need everyday things to kind of keep us going, right? And, and I learned that a lot in tragedies that I've dealt with, that having things to fall back on, having routine to fall back on, or again, shows you watch or listen to. And and I think everybody struggles a little bit when these things go down. I've watched a lot of people I know that produce content on a daily basis that, you know, it's it's in that moment, it's hard not to do it. And I don't care whether you're talking about the events of past week, whether you're talking about COVID or Black Lives Matter, or you're talking about 9-11 or whatever thing it might be that you're dealing with wherever you are around the globe, because it's always going to be different for everybody. We all have different things that are important to us. And these moments may impact us forever. I was just, I watched the Netflix series recently on the Challenger disaster, and I can still remember precisely where I was when, when that happened. Right. And so we have these events in our lives, but hopefully by people like me or more prominent in your life, regular people you absorb content from, continue to go on doing their thing. It allows you to continue going on your thing and find that that bridge to normal, uh, no matter how you might have been impacted this week. So, like I said, I, I wanted to take a moment and just acknowledge, but we're going to keep moving forward. 
And that, that's the goal here. And we're going to talk about weather. And as you know, we don't always really talk about weather, but we do a little. Past couple of weeks, I did mention, you know, this big high pressure system that was over parts of Asia, Mongolia, Eastern Russia kind of positioning. Well, we've had some extremes on the other side. And it's kind of interesting. One of them was downstream. I call it downstream to the east of that event in Mongolia. It was out in the Pacific Ocean and ultimately would kind of move into Alaska and some of the islands there. And it was the strongest storm recorded in that vicinity. Non-tropical. And that's the thing. I I don't want to, you know, I could lose a whole episode multiple episodes on the difference between tropical and non-tropical storms, but we do classify them differently because structurally they are different. How they behave is different. How they're fueled is somewhat different, but that's been going on. And then we've got one in the Atlantic that's kind of just sitting up off the coast of Canada near Nova Scotia, just doing its thing as well. And it's kind of detached or what we would call quasi stationary, very strong, powerful storm just out there churning. And I watched somebody the other day when they were looking for normality, just post a satellite image of the storm that was just sitting there, not going anywhere. So world goes on, strong weather goes on. Hopefully as 2021 has come to you, your weather has not been too bad. That that's been actually the more interesting thing is for, for the time of year it is, Generally speaking, I'm not hearing many reports of significant winter weather at the moment. Totally, it's made your life a little less tricky if you're in that season. And as always, if you're enjoying the summer, hopefully your summer's doing well and wherever you are. Hope your weather's contributing in a positive way to your life this week. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, hopefully it's the first step of many positive weather wishes to head your way. All right, let's jump into the main topic. I don't want to ramble too long on other things. Pink, pink, pink noise, right? We did pink noise. This idea of the relationship between not white noise, but a, a different related kind of noise profile, if you will, called pink and how weather can, and weather, specific weather patterns, if you will, or weather elements can create that pink noise profile. And it might be something that's useful for you to know or listen to or use in a relaxing sense or a motivating sense. Like I said, there were some different ways to think about it. But what about blue? Now, you heard me mention there is a blue noise and that's not where we're going to go this week. Not where we're going to go. But how are we going to make this transition from pink to blue? Now, I was writing this week on this topic, and that's where it kind of was like, oh, you know, I hadn't thought about this in a while, but just thought it would be a good connection since we had done pink recently. So raise your hand. Okay, I'm going to look for everybody out there. Going to raise your hand if you know what the blue economy is. All right, I'm going to wait. Give everybody a chance. Raise your hand. See a few hands going up out there. I see absolutely no hands going up out there. Who am I kidding? I I, I digress. I'll I'll do something in the, I'm going to save it for the interesting moment. Romper room. Just remember romper room. But in 2010, there was a book put out by someone called Gunther Pauli that put the word blue economy around things related to the economic components and the ocean. It's kind of catchy, right? Now, 
as you'll find out, a lot of these things are not new. But I thought we'd spend a little bit. We talk about, you know, we've talked about different economic sectors, whether it's been energy or or transportation, and those are going to play a role in, in what we talk about today, or agriculture or whatever it is. But I, you know, this is one that's a little different, and I thought maybe we could put some context around it. And I don't know, again, provide a, an opportunity to know a little more, have a little different base knowledge, right? Because traditionally, when we've talked about oceans and weather, you know, it's, it's come up a few times in certainly weather in history, you know, certain winds that kept ships away or destroyed armadas or whatever it is, right? So we do have that ocean weather connection or D-Day, right? Our first weather in history event, that was a big deal, was this storm going, you know, across the canal in Europe. Canal Channel, I get my terms right there. But aside from that, when we've talked about oceans and weather, most of the time, it's been more in a scientific connection. You've often heard me mention the role the ocean plays in what our weather looks like. And that could be in the conversation about tropical cyclones or just about, and I've even mentioned it before when we were talking about seasons and while you have this different lags time related to, you know, stored heat content in the oceans, things like that. So oceans play a real role in what our weather looks like. But how about the reverse of that? How about the role weather plays in this blue economy, right? So when you think of economy and ocean, what's one of the first things that comes to your mind? Now, my speculation is, and this may not be the same for everybody, tourism is going to be number one. And clearly, you know, how often do I get a question of, is, is my vacation going to be impacted by weather? It's a, a very common one I get from family and friends when they want to know, can I give them any insight? Yes, I get it on other things too, but almost always there's some sort of beach trip or vacation involved, right? So weather has the real potential to have an influence, as you can imagine, in tourism. And that's part of this blue economy. So really think about the, like I said, the blue economy as being anything that's related to economic factors and the ocean. Now, what else might you think about? What else comes to mind? All right, giving you time to think about it. I think that the one that's probably the biggest for me, in terms of my career in meteorology, has to be has to be transportation, and this has to do with the fact of shipping, and primarily tropical cyclones. But you heard me mention those other big storms at the beginning of the podcast. Anything that's going over the over the ocean can have major implications, and we've we've heard about you know it, it's not as common anymore that you hear about ships going down due to weather. It, ha- it has happened, and we have talked about it. But thankfully, weather forecasting has gotten to where that can be avoided. That said, weather has a very meaningful impact on where boats travel, how that may shift at different times of the year. And 
anytime you think of a tropical cyclone or any big storm coming up, and maybe you've watched, I don't know, one of the deadliest catch, like the the crabbing ships. I mean, those guys go out there in seas all the time that just look like any moment that ship's going to get turned over, right? So any, just imagine the huge ships that carry all sorts of goods around the globe and what you have to do to try to make sure those ships get safely from point A to point B because they don't have a lot of room for error there. Those are not very uh, nimble boats, if you will. And you capsize, well, that's a big deal, right? So where storms are going, where the routes are best suited at different times of the year and how that might change and how the shipping routes might change, all weather comes into play there constantly, right? And we're going to touch on this a little more later, but think about it. It's not just the weather. It's the weather we expect. So we get into that climate realm. And how it, whether individually, deviates from what we would expect to be the norm. And that's what's tricky and, and important in being able to forecast those things. So those are a couple old school things, but there's also newer things, right? And maybe these came to your mind and maybe they didn't. Another thing that I've been involved in for a very long time is energy. but in And that's production of energy in oil platforms that are in the ocean. Again, part of the blue economy. But also newer energies, whether it's wind, offshore wind energy or what's being explored. And you don't hear maybe about it as much, which is wave energy. But there's a lot of energy in waves. A lot of times, many more than other sources. Now, is it likely that weather's going to play a big role in the waves? No, nah, not as much. Not as much. But certainly with how wind energy is generated... And again, we get back into these same things, which is it's not just about creation of energy. It's about securing that infrastructure during times of not so good or inclement weather and having to build to specifications that allow it. You know, you may be able to leverage energy creation in certain locations, but you got to be able to build those resources to manage that. Right, that whatever that range of weather is, that it's going to be able to withstand and tolerate that. And and don't forget, right? I mean, we always we, we think so much about the weather that happens on us when we're over land, but all that same stuff happens over the ocean. You just don't hear about it as much because there's usually not as many people out there to talk about it. But that doesn't mean lightning doesn't strike things in the middle of the ocean. It does, right? And it can have real serious implications. In water, just like it can on shore. Now, is it something you're going to hear about? No, quite often you won't because it becomes a piece of equipment that, you know, is damaged. It's not tons of lives lost, you know, or tornadoes not plowing through the same way. doesn't mean these things can't happen in water settings, right? And I think one that I've actually been familiar with. It was probably one of the first things that came to my mind, but that many people don't think about. It, and it's something that is becoming very prominent globally, but I first learned about it from my time spent in Chile, and that is aquaculture. And my introduction to it certainly was with the salmon industry. It's very big in Chile, but any countries that have coastal areas, this is becoming a bigger thing. As 
many of the fish beds around the world have been overfished and the natural stock is being depleted or in an opportunity to allow some of that natural stock to rebuild, you're going to find countries doing more and more fisheries. Now, this comes with all sorts of challenges, but one of them is weather. Because what happens is you tend to have these fish in certain pens at certain depths, and weather can influence, because you don't want the farmed fish to escape and mix in essentially with the wild population. You really don't. You want to keep them in these pens. It's the right thing to have in these pens, but those pens have to be structured in a way that are safe, that, you know, if certain weather comes in, it's not going to lead to any damages so that fish escape or that fish are killed because situation gets too hot and there's not enough circulation. So the weather patterns, and again, a lot of this is not about thinking as much about the individual weather event, which you certainly need to do. You're not going to go and put these things where hurricanes are going to plow through them all the time, or you're going to have them built in such a way that if a hurricane was going to come, you could do the things to make sure there's not a problem, either you know go ahead and harvest what's in the bin or have a way to close it down safely while those events transpire. But as we look for ways to leverage the ocean from an economy standpoint, and I mentioned just a few, I mean, these are some of the broad categories. You can start to imagine that understanding the weather, because a lot of this stuff, as you think about it, happens right at the, the that top layer, right? Oceans are deep and vast, but the vast majority of the things I mentioned and the vast majority of the blue economy is very close to shore. Not always. Or it's at high levels. And again, there are exceptions to that. But quite often, it's you know things we, we need to have accessible near the surface or near the shore. And those things are impacted by hurricanes. They're impacted by just... Non-tropical cyclones are impacted, like I said, just by regular weather. It moves over the continent, moves over the ocean. Yeah, it may look a little different when it's out there, but it feels the same way, right? So this stuff goes on all the time, and weather will have as this, and I'll get to the, let me just get to the point. The reason I was writing about this this week is I was doing some grant writing, and there was a proposal about, the blue economy and funding some opportunities specifically for that. So as the U.S. looks to be more engaged in that arena, I guess, if you will, they were providing some funding opportunities for things to make, to build more resilience around that. Now, some of it's going to be related to weather forecasting. I mean, that was, you know, kind of what the angle that I was involved in. But it's certainly not just that. There's a lot of things, right? It's about, can be about safety or different equipment or doing so in an environmentally sound way, because that certainly is going to be a big issue. And that was something that Chile dealt with. So all those sort of things. It's just my perspective of it was the weather perspective. But this is one of those moments when you start to realize that Sometimes when you hear me talk about weather, I, I try to separate it for climate, but sometimes you need for the 
things to coexist because climate, as I've mentioned before, it's changing all the time. I don't, we're not going to get into the debate today about where all that change is coming from. Okay. But if, if patterns are going to shift because climate is changing and we are in currently a warming climate scenario, then that will change potentially where you want to invest those resources and maybe investing resources and doing things and constructing in and around the ocean or setting up operations in and around the ocean might be more costly or there's a larger initial outlay. So you want to make sure you're doing that right. So when you think about climate, sometimes think about it is it's not just what's happened in the past. It's also what that averaging is going to look like over the future, but not just the averages itself. So it's not just like, let's say the water is going to be this much warmer, that much warmer, which could be real. And, and, you know, you see it in, for instance, in how it's impacting reefs around the world, other economy, people like to snorkel and scuba dive around reefs, tourism, it gets back to that component of the blue economy. But in general, it could be something like wind energy or where those ships are going to go. That's the least volatile areas. So as those weather weather patterns change, both the averages and the expected weather within a region, you've got to plan for that so that you can make the decisions on where the optimal things are economic-wise and safety-wise and everything else to move forward within that context. So I don't know. I, it, it's just kind of interesting. I hadn't thought about it much from a weather standpoint. And what I was writing about this week specifically wasn't focused on that per se was on a lot of other areas, but it did touch on that. I don't know. I just thought I'd take a moment to share it with you guys. thought you might find it interesting. As I said, we've hit other sectors, but this is one that's kind of, you know, it's logically connected because there is this sort of real scientific, if you will, or, or physical underlying connection, right? In the natural world between the ocean and the weather, so it's, it's logical to think from an economic standpoint, as we think about oceans and economy, that that connection is going to be there as well. So it's kind of neat. We'll see. I, you know, I don't, I'm glad people are paying attention to it, and I'm glad people are trying to do it in a way that makes sense. And I guess one of the benefits I have thinking about it from a weather perspective is I know how real that in- impact could be and why it's likely to have a large influence on that type of industry. But. Hopefully now you have more as well. And if you someone mentions the word blue economy to you, you'll now know about it going forward. All right, a couple of interesting things, and then we'll wrap up and I'll let you go. So there were two things that, that came up. That storm I was telling you about in the Pacific, you know, sometimes, and, and again, you hear me talk about tropical cyclones and that sort of thing, but sometimes these extra-tropical or non-tropical cyclones have pretty incredible power as well over the ocean. And one of the... Alaskan Islands, where one of the records was set, had 58-foot waves generated by this storm. And I was thinking, so just for my metric people, roughly 18 meters, a little short of 18 meters. And I started doing the math on that, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, where am I on the sixth floor of my building? And I'm about, I don't know, 17 feet, or not 17, 75 feet, or, you know, I don't know, yeah, in that vicinity, a little short of that, but where my feet are. When, it, But I started thinking to myself, wow, so I'm going down the street, and this storm's coming through, and it hits me almost like a movie scene, right? Imagine a wave just kind of plowing through where I am, 
plowing through where I am and almost reaching me. And, you know, sometimes trying to put things in that context, pretty incredible. So um, amazing how strong and how impactful again. And And it gets back to that whole blue economy. Just think about having to deal with those sort of things as you're doing things in the ocean, right? And the other thing was, I told you I'd bring up Romper Room. Most of you are not going to know what Romper Room was. But like I said, when I was asking everybody to raise their hand, there was a show way, way back in the day when I was a kid. And there was this lady who, you know, it's like a kid show. And, you know, let's say I was, I don't know, five or six or whatever. And she had this little thing that looked like a big lollipop. But it was her little, like, I don't know, magnifying glass or glass into the TV, if you will. And she used to say, and now it, it would go from being solid to where, you know, she could see through it. They would, they would fade away and she would call out a bunch of names and right. If you heard your name, you thought magically and you did, you were young enough to believe that she actually saw you, but I don't know why that came up today, but I was, I was thinking, as I said that I was reminded of that old TV show. Wow. The world has changed at it. That's all right. I've just dated myself tremendously and I'm not going to keep you any longer. Let me hear from you. What is about the weather at gmail.com again, uh, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, if you have thoughts on anything you'd like to hear covered show-wise, don't hesitate to let me know as always. And maybe we'll see per- your perfect weather. Still want to hear about perfect weather. That, that episode's not going to happen for a little while, so feel free to send it when you have time. What is about the weather? Gmail.com. Certainly on Twitter as well. What is about the weather on Twitter? Mark underscore Jelonic on Twitter. And since it's the new year, and since I don't mention it very often, if you'd like to consider supporting the podcast, Go over to patreon.com slash weather. Take a look. Don't expect much. I'm very grateful for those of you who have supported the podcast, both currently and over the years. And as you enter the new year, or if you're a new podcast listener, and you think, hmm, I'd like to maybe contribute a little bit to the bottom line here, make sure that the podcast continues. It's always welcome. All your money goes back into the podcast currently. It's not something that this is not a big money-making endeavor. So it helps cover cost of equipment and hosting and all those things. And that's the plan is kind of keep it that way. But until next time, may you have great weather. I Maybe you have blue weather. Maybe you have blue skies. Maybe everybody has blue skies. Yeah, you probably thought that's where I was going with this. But maybe this episode's a reminder, right? That, you know, just when you think we're done covering all the interesting interactions between weather and the world there's there's new stuff and there's you know new stuff that you'll find in your life every day where weather impacts your life in a way that you just hadn't thought about before a little aha moment and that subtle reminder that there's much more weather than the weather itself <laughs>